Hello, welcome to the Bankers podcast series, Banking Under Pressure, exploring how the financial services industry is coping with the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm Joy McKnight, Managing Editor of The Banker. And my guest this week is Alan Donnelly, who's Head of Financial Services at Salesforce. Thanks for joining me, Alan. Thanks, Joy. Thank you for having me. Okay. My first question was really about how you think that the COVID-19 pandemic has really significantly impacted the world of financial services so far for both banks and customers alike. Yeah, great question. Uh, We see uh, the initial impact meant obviously follows uh, an explosion of business loans, um, you know, very, very uh, customer-centric requests into mortgage providers, insurance providers. Providers. And I think an upheaval that financial services companies have have never faced the likes of before. Um, digital transformation, we think of all aspects of society, has been happening. But I think it's now led financial institutions to agree they have to accelerate the process uh, to move to a digital organisation. Otherwise, they will not be able to serve their customers, as has proven during the COVID uh, issue. I think every business and organization uh, has learned that the way they've served customers before had some shortcomings. And, and let me mention four things that customers have told me. Number one, many of the financial institutions were not effectively managing how they communicated with their customers or indeed how they serve those customers. I think secondly, many have admitted they were not designed to meet this new virtual enterprise world. Uh, where people process and technology has been stretched, no longer based in the city, for example, but people working at home, people working from vacation in all sorts of places. So I feel the organisations were not truly set up for that. The third area is, and this is a hard one for the institutions, many products and services were inflexible and not necessarily relevant for the crisis. Uh, And lastly, many have said it, and many annual reports look glowing and glossy, but... A lot of financial services companies are saying, we now recognize that we never put the customer truly at the heart of our business. It's not intentional. A lot of it was accidental, but really they were not at the center of their business. And that has to change. They recognize that. Okay. So how would you say that financial institutions have really embraced the challenges of lockdown? A lot of people have been talking, as you said, that, you know, digitization has accelerated. Um, You know, what have you seen in the market? I think when the when the when the pandemic hit joy, we, we saw um, a lot of chaos. We saw a lot of companies that were unable to set employees up to operate at home, and therefore having a negative impact on how they serve the customers. Uh, we saw contact centres being inaccessible, and therefore the end-to-end supply chain of, a, of an organisation like a bank was under pressure. Um, what they're recognising now. Many of them actually worked through that in in a great way. Many of them realized that decision-making had to be done much quicker. And then the changing priorities of the customers had to be addressed in different and new ways. And by that, I mean everybody was contacting the organization and they were dealt with in the same way. But many of the needs and requirements of those customers were very different and varied. So I think think the institutions have realized that they've had to be much more manageable and how they manage the channels of interaction with the customers. And then all communication channels like messaging, customer portals and communities, online communication such as email, all have to be integrated and and serve the customer in a cohesive fashion. And I think we've seen organizations very quickly 
and significantly improve how they actually engage and communicate with their customers. There's a long way to go, I'm sure, but I think from about the March time through to the midsummer, that was a very tough learning for the banks and insurers, et cetera. But I think in the second half, the last three or four months, many have actually got their act together and are doing a much, much better job of how they are embracing you know, customer challenges. And okay, so I guess in Europe, especially, um, there has been now this sort of fear of a second wave coming forward and things. But at some point, we're going to have to work our way through the pandemic in general. You know, how do you think bank, banks can best plan for the recovery phase? Great question, Joy. One thing I do see by talking to the CEOs, chairmen, chairwomen of, of, of the banks, insurers, they are having to accelerate decisions around how they serve customers. They're, they're accelerating the decisions around the prioritization of technology uh, projects. They are recognizing that if they just simply digitize the way they work today, that's not fit for the future. It will also not position them well when things do recover. One thing that I think they all agree on is that there needs to be a greater focus on data and the creation of business outcomes and business insights for customers that they get from that data. So many are seeing that the data is stranded and therefore they're going to have to find ways to connect that data to give them much more better connected experiences for their customers. Many are starting to embrace robotics, artificial intelligence, even just simply improving the data analytics work to better understand the value they can create for the customers and better serve those customers. Now, one thing that I think has been a revelation, many of the institutions have managed to start building new platforms and technologies remotely. Many in the past did it in data centers, did it in development organization shops, did it in businesses and you know development factories where everybody was working physically together. And many of them are now working out new ways to work remotely and still get projects launched and, and still get projects delivered. So I think one thing is agility is important. Reprioritization of projects is important. And I think lastly, embracing new working techniques, both remote and local to help them move to a new digital organization. And do you see that there's a lot more cooperation between sort of the old uh, financial services institutions and some of the new, let's say, fintechs that have come up? You know, do you think ecosystems and partnerships are really a critical part of the planning for the future? We are, we are seeing that, Joy. We are very much uh, hearing about it. We're, you know, early days of, of the physical manifestation. Uh, I was on a webinar actually earlier today on the panel, and one of the things that I talked about was it's not as simple as just partnering with someone. You're going to have to share the same values. Uh, it could be of trust of how you serve your customers. But, but many organizations are recognizing they themselves cannot do everything themselves for the customer, uh, for the customer's journey, for the customer's life moments. And therefore, many of them are exploring partnerships, both with financial institutions, partnering with non-financial institutions, but also financial institutions looking at and partnering with fintechs, recognizing what each bring to the party. And we are seeing a lot of discussions. We've been asked to participate in a lot of workshops where people are saying, we want to partner together. How might we bring the best elements of both brands together. The, the, the big challenge, Joy, I believe, is who owns the customer? 
what we're telling them is the customer owns a customer. The customer owns the customer's data. Let them decide. But if you provide a wonderful connected experience with your partners into these ecosystems and said marketplaces, then customers will come, they will use it, they'll value it, and they'll recommend you to others as well. And they'll probably stay with you a lot longer. So yes, we do see early stages of ecosystems where traditional institutions are now partnering with you know, new companies uh, in the same industry and, and companies in other industries. Uh, just a very simple example could be the home buying experience where a mortgage provider is now talking to partners that may be in the estate agency business, maybe in the uh, trades business, interior design business, local communities, where they're starting to offer people who come for a mortgage a much more enhanced experience of buying a home in a set location to have you know, a happy life, because that's why people want a mortgage, not to have a loan, but to actually live their lives in, a, in an area they choose to do. So I think joy early days, but, but very much happening everywhere right now. Okay, and what do you think will be the long-term impacts of such an ecosystem-led approach um, for both financial services and institutions, but then also their customers? You touched on a little bit there. Hopefully, it's a much better journey for the customer in general. Yeah, you know, ecosystems, you know, marketplaces, uh, they offer customers a place to go to be served, to have a great experience, uh, and, and basically to, to meet their needs. The use of technology, Joy, including AI and others, can not only help customers with their current needs, but can actually predict and help plan for future needs, be it savings, be it home buying, be it looking after their family as they begin the journey to, uh, and accessing the best and breed products. I think traditional banks, fintechs, non-financial companies, uh, when they start to create these partnerships, can actually offer that experience, uh, allowing customers to be part of communities that have got common interests and, and common needs, and therefore they can be served in the one place. I spoke to a bank this morning, actually, and I said, your high street branches are disappearing. Your brand is under pressure. Would you prepare to let your brand be a button inside a retailer or inside a car uh, you know, dealership or inside an airline. And they said, I don't think we're ready for that. Mm. But what it's leading to, Joy, I think, is financial institutions who wish to provide financial solutions for customers need to rethink about the brand they have, how they will serve, how they will partner. And, and cannibalization is, is a danger. But back to the Intel inside model, when Intel were prepared to put their badge inside everybody else's computer, are financial services prepared to think about what they are for the future and therefore change maybe the brand and change the model? And again, you know, questions we ask people to, to see, are they really just trying to stay alive or are they trying to build a financial services business for the future? And I think the ones that do that, that the latter, will be the ones I think that, that ultimately succeed beyond, beyond many others. Well, excellent. Thank you so much for your insights, Alan. And thanks to our audience for listening. Keep up to date by subscribing to our weekly podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, and Acast, and follow our discussions at thebanker.com slash podcast. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.